Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 113-87 win over the Dallas Mavericks. The Hawks use a suffocating defense to shut down Luka and the Mavericks and get huge performances from Cam Reddish, Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, and John Collins. Without further ado, let's get into it. It is good to have Atlanta Hawks basketball back. The season has started and the Hawks got it started the right way, getting a big 113-87 to win over the Dallas Mavericks. A Mavericks team that had beat the Hawks twice last year and a team that is always going to be looked at as sort of the parallel to the Hawks in the West with Luka Doncic and Trey being connected by the trade made on draft night. Of course, Cam Reddish was part of that trade and Cam would show out. He would have 20 points off the bench, but it was just so good to see State Farm Arena rocking. Dominique Wilkins uh, got recognized to be in the top 75 players of the first 75 years of the NBA And it was just an awesome scene to have the Hawks play so well in front of the home crowd and be able to see their draft picks get into the game at late in this one. Um, The Mavericks and the Hawks both pulled their starters with about three and a half minutes to go. Jalen Johnson was able to hit a couple three-pointers. Sharif Cooper got his first uh, NBA assist. We got to see Skylar Mays hit a three-pointer. And it was just a wonderful night and one where the Hawks defense really did a nice job against a Dallas offense that had been so good last year. But getting into this game, it was one where the Mavericks got out to the early start. They were able to build a eight-point lead, 10-2 to at the very beginning of the game before the Hawks went on their own 12-0 run to take the lead. The Hawks' second unit comprised of Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, Gorgie Ding, Solomon Hill, and DeLon Wright were able to build a lead and have the Hawks leading at the end of the first quarter, 22-20. to That second unit is so big and switchable. Kind of everybody is the same size except for Gorgie Ding. And the Hawks are able to switch everyone. And one thing that was really something to watch the whole night was the Hawks were able to throw DeAndre Hunter on Luka Doncic to start the night. And then whenever DeAndre Hunter went off the court, uh, Cam Reddish was able to come in and provide the same defense. And Luka had a almost triple-double. He had 18 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 assists but he also had five turnovers. And one thing that both teams had to get used to is the officials let this game go. There were not a lot of fouls. In fact, um, the Mavericks had were 12 of 13 from the free throw line. The Hawks were just eight of nine. The new rules really focusing on making sure that players are making basketball plays and not really trying to um, flop for free throws. The officials were not giving calls to either side. And I thought both Trey and, Luca early on were really frustrated with the officiating. Um, Trey was able to get to the free throw line a few times, but um, that was a noticeable difference in this game and, and really allowed this game to uh, kind of be more free flowing. This was one where um, it was shown on TNT and um, Stan Van Gundy was one of the announcers and he noted that it, the game had a really nice pace to it. And that was often because the officials were not calling a ton of fouls, but the Hawks did a really nice job on Luka. Again, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish were the main part of that. Now, again, that second unit came in at the end of the first quarter, was able to build a little bit of the lead, and then they pushed that lead all the way up to double digits in the second quarter with Cam Reddish having eight points in that quarter. Trey Young was also able to score seven points in the second quarter, and the Hawks were able to push their lead to seven. 
um, with a 51 to 44 lead at halftime. Um, the Hawks were getting contributions from not only the starting unit, which all ended the game with double digits. That's Trey Young, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kevin, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella. Clint Capella in particular looked very good after not playing a lot in the preseason. He made all of his shots. He did miss one free throw. I know he's working on those free throws, um, and hopefully he will continue to work on it. But he had 12 points, 13 rebounds, two of those offensive and two blocks. The Hawks as a team, again, continuing the defense, the Hawks as a team had nine blocks, two of them from Gorgie Jing, two of them from Clint Capella, two of them from John Collins. Kevin Herter got in on the blocks. Cam Reddish had a couple blocks. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, he had a block on Chris Stapps Porzingis. Yes, on the 7-4 Latvian, DeAndre Hunter was able to get his hand up and block a shot. Um, and the Hawks just used really strong defense behind those blocks and eight steals to really frustrate the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavs were just 31 of 93 from the field for a whopping 33% um, and just 13 of 43 from three-point line for 30%. So the Hawks just did a really nice job on the um, Dallas defense. I thought really the only two players from the Mavericks besides Luka that got going were Tim Hardaway Jr., um, it's always good to see Timmy play pretty well, but even he didn't get normally he gets scorching hot and hits a bunch of threes against the Hawks. He didn't get going. In fact, at halftime, he and Cam Reddish were the leading scorers, just like everyone predicted going into game one. Um, but he would finish the game with uh, 14 points on four of nine shooting, just two of six from three point line. And then Jalen Brunson came off the bench for the Mavericks. He really provided a scoring punch, finished the game with 17 points, three rebounds, three assists. Um, but other than that, the Na Dallas Mavericks really did not get a lot of help for Luka Doncic. Of course, the Mavericks have a new coach this season. Um, Jason Kidd came over from being an assistant coach on the Lakers to take the head coaching job with the Mavericks, and it just was not working. The Hawks were able to, again, really frustrate Luka Doncic. DeAndre Hunter did a nice job of chasing him around screens and being very physical. Um, one thing that DeAndre Hunter does is he not only is a strong defender, but he forces the guy he's guarding to really play defense. And Hunter would end the game 5 of 11 from the field, 1 of 3 on his three-pointers. He had three rebounds, one assist, a steal, finished the game with 11 points and those two blocks. John Collins, just a ho-hum, 14 points on 7 of 11 shooting, 2 of 3 on his three-pointers. Again, J.C., Get a three-pointer up every quarter. Your three-point stroke is too good to be limited to three attempts. Um, he would finish with nine rebounds, one of those offensive, three assists, one steal. And his blocks were spectacular. One of his blocks, he just simply took the ball out of the air after the Maverick player shot it. Um, and then he had a really nice block that Porzingis was able to recover the ball and put it up. But John Collins looks way locked in on defense. It's really good to see JC continue his ascent and keep getting better, especially after that big extension that he got in the offseason. Clint Capella, um, 12 points, 13 rebounds, two blocks, continues to play well. I thought he finished a lot better. He had one possession where he completely shoved his defender under the basket, went to the other side of the rim, and finished with a reverse. I think him being able to get better in this offseason, apparently his injury that he got fixed over the offseason had been bothering all last year. And we'll see a little bit better finishing from the Swiss bank. Trey Young had a slow start. 
He did play 33 minutes. He was just 6 of 16 from the field, 2 of 5 on his three-pointers. He did make all five of his free throws for 19 points. He had 14 assists, nine of those coming in that all-deciding third quarter where the Hawks absolutely blew out the Dallas Mavericks. The Hawks would outscore the Mavericks 35-20 to in that third quarter, and the Hawks just really poured it on. It was an impressive showing in that period. Um, Trey would also have one steal and five turnovers. The turnovers are something that he talked about after the game, really wanting to limiting, really wanting to limit. Um, he was talked to the guys um, on the inside of the NBA after the game, and they asked him what he had really worked on this offseason. And he talked about um, seeing Chris Paul get the Suns to the finals by really dominating the mid range, and that's something that he wanted to do. Um, last year, you can remember that Trey's floater took seemingly a few weeks to get going, um, but he had his floater working against the Mavericks. He had a couple of nice alley-oops to Clint Capella and John Collins. John Collins had a beautiful alley-oop to Clint Capella, and the Hawks' offense was really working. They have a bunch of guys who can all score. Again, everybody in the starting lineup had at least 10 points. Um, And then the second unit, Cam Reddish, came in, and he was not shy at all. He would end up finishing the game 7 of 15 from the field, three of four on his three-pointers for 20 points. He had three rebounds, one assist. He did have three turnovers, but it's great to see Cam continue the aggressiveness that he showed in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks in this game. Um, Cam just plays at a different level if he's playing with that aggression, and to see him go to the basket and especially get a few free throws, Reddish getting three free throws is huge for him. If he is not hesitant and if he is strong going to the basket, there are not a lot of players that can stay in front of Cam Reddish And that second unit in particular, it has a whole bunch of size with Kevin Herter, Reddish, Solomon Hill, DeLon Wright. That's where Gallinari is also going to play. There was no Gallinari or Lou Williams for the Hawks. Of course, Noah Kongwu either. Um, But that whole second unit can uh, switch from one to four. All those players can switch and be great defensively. And Gorgie Jang stepped out and hit a three-pointer. I actually thought Dang played pretty well. He was four or five from the field, one of two on his three-pointers for nine points. He had six rebounds, and again, he had two blocks. The blocks are just awesome to see. The Mavericks don't have a very dominant player in the middle. Kristaps Porzingis is now playing the four under Jason Kidd for whatever reason. I think at this point, Kristaps Porzingis is pretty much a a five, a, a, a center. But for whatever reason, they were playing him next to Dwight Powell, and the Mavs just don't have anyone in the middle who can um, do any sort of rim protection. And I thought the Hawks did a nice job of taking advantage of that. They outscored the Mavericks in the paint 46 to 26. Um, and it was just a huge reason why the Hawks were able to, to build a lead because not only the defense to hold the Dallas Mavericks under 87 points, but the Hawks were kind of scoring at will. The Hawks would shoot four, 48% from the field, 45 of 94. They were 15 of 35 from three point land for 43%. Um, they would, the rebounding was very close, 55 to 50 in favor of the Hawks, but the assists are really where it stands out for the Hawks. The Hawks had 31 assists. If the Hawks are able to get 31 assists, they're going to win a lot of games. That just shows you how much the ball was moving, finding the right guy and guys were scoring the ball. The Hawks also won the turnover battle. They turned it over 13 compared to 15 by the Dallas Mavericks, getting that turnover margin that turnover number under 10 would be something I would hope that the Hawks strive to do Um, and then just owning the paint and then bench scoring the Hawks were 44 
points off the bench compared to the Dallas Mavericks 35. And I think that kind of underscores how much uh, the Hawks bench really dominated. In the first half, the Hawks bench carried the Hawks starters and really built that lead for the Hawks going into the second half where the Hawks would have the explosion in the third quarter and were able to get Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper and the rest of the bench guys into the game. But huge win for the Hawks to start the regular season. I thought it said a lot that they were able to come out and beat a team that had beaten them twice last year and really kept some momentum from that wonderful playoff run that the Hawks had at the end of last year. They have a day off before they go and play at Cleveland Cavaliers, and that's going to be a little bit of a different game, whereas the Mavericks are a team that's going to be working to try to get into the playoffs in the Western Conference. No one really expects the Cleveland Cavaliers to do a lot this season in the East, but the Cleveland Cavaliers have two really big centers in Jalen Jared Allen, who I'm sure Hawks fans have seen a lot of because John Collins likes to really dunk on Jared Allen, um, and also the number three pick in the NBA draft, Evan Mobley, who has been pretty good in the preseason and is a very nice shot blocker and can also step out and th- hit a three-pointer. So I think that game will have a little bit of a different style to it than this game against the Mavericks did for the Hawks. But the Hawks went out, they took care of business, they got really nice performances all the way up and down their roster to have the starters all play about 30 minutes. Clint Capella was on a minutes restriction. He played just 21 minutes, which means we saw a little bit of John Collins at the five, which is very encouraging. And to see that second unit really play well with DeLon Wright running this team, there was not any sort of step down. Um, We'll see what this means going forward, see what kind of team that the Mavericks are. But the Hawks being able to roll out 10 deep, and again, no Danilo Gallinari or Lou Williams tonight, is something that all Hawks fans should be extremely encouraged about. But uh, just a really good way to start the season. The Hawks have a start, tough schedule to start their season, and so every win is very important. And to see them come out, Trey have a slow start to start the game, but really not have any um, problems scoring the ball, and get a very nice performance from Cam Reddish to start the game. To start the game, to start the season, is huge for this Atlanta Hawks team. So, again, the Hawks play the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday. The Braves also are playing on Saturday for a chance to get into the World Series. So a long day of sports for Atlanta sports fans, but the Hawks got their season off to a great start. And this is going to be a lot of fun covering the Atlanta Hawks for you in this 2021-2022 season. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!